What is up, everybody? Happy, happy, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Football Buddies. Uh, today will mark the uh, season finale for season one. Uh, we're going to take a break, small break, before we start off season two. Uh, with that, let me bring in my my other buddies who are in the stream right now. Welcome, Yas, Mimi, and Isham. What's up, guys? Hello, hello. How's everybody? All good, man. All sleepy, though. <laughs> <laughs> My team. I'm good, uh, I'm good because I'm on MC today. Hey, hey don't tell people. <laughs> you don't want to end up like that girl. Because I, I uh, got like vaccine, vaccine. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, become like that girl in the in. <laughs> what is lost the job. MC, then lost the jobs, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Sam, you about to say something? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, just yeah, just making sure that Mimi is okay. <laughs> With the MC, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, man. So how's your Monday, yes? All good, man. Monday was busy, yeah, but as per usual, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I've been slacking. I know, guys, I haven't been other than the football days. There haven't been any other streams. Uh, been really crazy at work, but uh, all good, man. Uh, hopefully things will chill out a little bit more then we can can do other other streams other than the football buddies but i'm thankful to have the football buddies you know helping me out you know uh putting out good content every monday so yeah man uh happy to can't wait to, nice. to share our thoughts, <laughs> my thoughts Sham, how's your day? monday how's your weekend and monday bro uh wow uh it's been very busy actually i've been running around uh settling my own personal stuff um so yeah just happy to be here sharing with you guys again talking again how's yeah. the teeth by the way <laughs> so that's one of the thing lah, that is uh painful i'm trying to get um trying to still uh, have an extract heaven heaven i'm trying to <laughs> uh what do you call it make an appointment uh just waiting for nice. my friend to get back to me so yeah all right what uh thank you to all those who have also uh put your chat in rock Welcome to the chat. Welcome to the stream. Uh, all those of you who are watching, welcome to the show. Mimi, how's your Monday, man? Uh, as I said, it's been a great Monday and it's going to be a great Tuesday also. Uh, you guys know why. <laughs> all right. Uh, why? MC lah. MC two oh, days lah, bro. Two days. Two days. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't think MC the offer actually. Eh? <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I, I I I go employ employee. No, just kidding. I just kidding. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I mean, sick is sick, right? Health is uh, health comes first. So yeah, that's I wasn't really, feeling that really. well after the uh, Modena vaccine. So yeah, I just took a break, and nice. I'm feeling refreshed. Yeah. Wow, it looks like we have somebody who is also feeling the effects of the final. Rock, haven't oh. slept. Since the final, <laughs> so he's been on tilt since almost like one whole day without sleep, man. Rest well, rest well, my friend. But right after Wait, the show, don't why go is Rock not sleeping? Is it because he's a avid fan of England? <laughs> Speaking of England, we have one England fan here, Spidey Zig. Definitely, yeah. Uh, Spidey Zig was a cassette member. No, uh, the thing about Zig Kassan is he cannot flame like Mets after that in our in our uh, FTRD in the chat. <laughs> oh my god! All I mean, right, he should, he should have listened to us, what, right? We already yeah. told him. We already told you, <laughs> but he can't blame you. But he listened to his teacher, right? That's, right. The that's why. That's the problem. 
Teacher, yeah, man. Well, we got a nice uh, show for you lined up today. I think we can start the show first. Uh, before anything, thank you for uh, coming on to the show. Please follow this kid is 40 on Twitch. Uh, smash the follow button and uh, let me get on to the show. Let me share my screen first. Hold on. All right. So Forza Italia will be the first uh, order of business. Italy winning on penalties in a very tough game yesterday against England. Uh, after that, we'll do a short review of the Euros, how we felt about the whole tournament uh, as per compared to tournaments of past. And then uh, we'll end off with the with Yas's uh, favorite section of the no. show, fantasy. <laughs> Can we just keep that? Can I just leave after that? <laughs> just leave so, that. yes. First topic already is Forza Italia. So, did you all catch the match yesterday, man? Of yes, course. did you yeah, watch man. the match yesterday? Yeah, yeah. What do you think of it? Uh, I slept early. I think slept at 9, 9 p.m. Purposely, like, super tahan. Went to stay at 9 p.m. Woke up about 2.45. So, man, very, I, I watched it with a couple of uh, other streamers. This guy called Critic, uh, the guy called Chris, uh, and all, and we had a lot of fun uh, in the stream. I think it was it was a good match. Um, especially the start, the start made it really exciting. Uh, I made a very wild, bold, bold prediction of a zero zero, uh, zero zero. <laughs> uh, one minute fifty seconds destroyed. Later. Yeah, destroyed in one minute fifty seconds. So the the run continues. of my I call it the reverse octopus phase, where everything <laughs> that I predict goes reverse. So. <laughs> But I think all in all, it was a good match. Um, I still feel um, Italy deserved to win. Um, uh, England controlled the match in the first half, uh, but then, you know, went back to their old ways of just trying to hold that 1-0 lead. Italy soaked up the pressure, did really well, you know, um, got the goal. And then, you know, kind of saw through the match, man. Right? I think when you went through penalties, I kind of knew that it would be a, it would be an Italy win. Then. Yeah, so um, definitely uh, fair. I, I would say a fair result. Although very cruel to, to England, but... That's that's the way it is, man. That's how football is, man. All right, Mimi, what do you think of the game? Uh, first of all, I would like to thank Yas for actually uh, still wearing his Italian jersey from last night. No, I didn't wear last night. I I purposely wear today. I purposely wear that. You wear one night, Just kidding, just kidding. Uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, as a true blue fan who actually predicted that Italy uh, would not end up with anything in these Euros, I'm very, very super glad that uh, they actually won something uh, after a very long period of time where I think uh, their brilliance in the team didn't shine through in any tournament. Uh, I think they really did well. Uh. Is there something behind it? No. Yeah, there's like a static behind Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Uh, anyway, um, other than the gameplay itself being uh, end-to-end, I think uh, England in the second half, uh, in the first half, they should have capitalised on the lead and uh, scored more. They didn't. And in the second half, uh, Italy gave them a, their own uh, taste of their own medicine, uh, playing the stupid semicircle at the defence <laughs> and just frustrating them until, of course, the penalties came over. 
And once yeah. it was penalties, I agree with uh, Yafi that it's a foregone conclusion. Uh, you have Donnarumma in goal. I always have faith in Italy in that sense. So yeah, thumbs up to Italy. Uh, Bonucci and gang, thank you so much, Mancini, for making this a reality for Azuris all over the world. Uh, we really, really have been waiting for this for so long. Seriously. Yeah, man. And in true typical England fashion, Anas is here. Uh, extra time sub. His name Henderson, so he came in only extra time. Hi. So welcome, Anas. Yeah. Hi, guys. The, the only English guy on the show. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> would like to get your thoughts on yesterday's game. Oh, yeah. Um, was an early lead lah by Luke Shaw. I think Luke Shaw was fabulous. The whole tournament. Uh, whole tournament. Um, what happened after um, was really sad. Uh. I, I I didn't really watch the match, but when I saw the highlights and stuff, I was like, oh man, this is quite bad. Uh, because they scored early, you know, the confidence was really high. Um, for me, what, what brings me to uh, support England, especially for this tournament, is really how they are set up. I think uh, Southgate set up to be Set, set them up to be very strong at the back, very strong, uh, having a strong fulcrum in the middle as well. With Declan Rice and um, Kelvin Phillips, they were really good shit uh, the whole tournament. Uh, but really, if you look at the penalties, uh, you know that Donnarumma is a very strong person in penalties. Yeah. He's a very yeah. good goalkeeper. Um, but if you look at how Pickford was striving very hard, uh, you know, he, he did his homework uh, through all the commands, through all the the, uh, the feedbacks through whatever they have been saying. He has been doing his homework on penalties and stuff like that. Um, so really, he worked really hard. I really believe that once he plays for England, he's, he's totally a different player as compared to when he was in Everton. Uh, maybe because of the defence that he have in front of him. Uh, although, yeah, uh, we always call Maguire shit and stuff. But having Maguire, Stones and uh, at the start was Tyrone Mings. He was really strong. He was really, really strong. Uh, having Luke Shaw and Kyle Walker, I think the whole whole backline was really strong. What upsets me was the last three players who took the kicks for the penalties. Uh, I believe they, it, they, there are better players who can take the penalties. I believe in the English in the England squad, there are a lot of leaders down there, a lot of captains from different clubs. There, you have Grealish, you have Henderson, you um you. You even have Luke Shaw, who is playing really well for the whole uh, for the whole tournament. Why don't you let him take the penalty? Why not? Why you ask two guys who have not been playing consistently for the whole tournament to just come out and take? That's stupid. For me, that's really stupid. I, I I didn't really like really like that decision. Uh, once I saw who took it, I was like, I, I woke up at the last part during the penalties. When once I saw who took the penalty, I was like, ah oh, damn, this is gonna be shit. So, yeah, um, but really, uh, England put up a very strong squad. Real proud of them, although they, uh, they didn't win uh, the Euros. Uh, congrats to the Azuris. Congrats, congrats to the Italian team. Uh, yeah, it's coming to Rome, not coming back home. Lah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you, Gareth Southgate, for the extensive uh, nice review. Huh? <laughs> I see you talk about the match. You talk about from start to finish. Yes. <laughs> you get play by play, right. Zahana. Yeah, play, yes, play. Yes. For, for a guy that didn't watch the match, huh? he gave us a play by play. Interesting. Huh? Yes. Nice. Yes. All right. So, Spider Z, your, your student, the only way England could have won the game was to key it off in the first half. True, Apparently, bro. True, bro. 
Apparently they didn't. Uh. And the best part is he watched it while doing guard duty. <laughs> Spider. Hey, see, You've been there, don't, man. Don't say like, don't say like, don't say, don't say like, <laughs> don't say. Like, this, this kind of things don't say, Zee. Don't say. Wait tomorrow, come out on Storm. <laughs> the best, the best comment of all from Rock. Anas lie lah, he support England because of David Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what I thought about the game was, uh, I thought England started well. Uh, they they grew they grew flatter throughout the game. I I think it's because of the pace that they they set and then they couldn't follow up. The mm. Italians, as usual, just weathered the storm. Uh, they let they let in one goal and then after that, uh, with the likes of Chiesa and Insignia running all over the place. I thought bit by bit they were coming into the game, and uh, kudos to the two unsung heroes at the back, ah, uh, Cellini and Bonucci. Uh. Bonucci having the goal, uh, I thought these two displayed uh, master class of what center playing three center backs is. Uh. These two really, really got, took care of Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling. Uh, I didn't, I didn't see Raheem Sterling or Harry Kane even having having a move or having any dangerous passes being played through until Jordan Anderson came on. Then the passes start to come in and start to go through because I think these two were already tired. But despite, eh, despite, eh, despite he being tired, despite, I thought, eh? no, ah. despite being tired, I think they weathered the storm and uh, truly deserved for them to win. They've been consistent since day, since day one. Uh, I think Unity wins, wins you Euros. Uh, this Italian team definitely is united and uh, it is really a team that plays very well together. I don't know where they go from here. The 34 and 0. Uh, the streak lives on. Three years. Some of the, some of the players are also 34 and 0. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was about to say yep. that next. Yep. Take my line. Yep. <laughs> hey, who's, who's, the, only, the only players that are really old is just Cialin and Bonici. Right? That's actually quite long, young, right? Yeah, but I mean, that, everyone that is considered the... Immobili is 27. Insignia is not young, right? Yeah, Insignia, no I think 30, 30 plus. Uh. Insignia and Kiesa, I don't think he's young. Yeah. I think Insignia is 30. Yeah, so... Well, yeah, Insignia is 30. Yeah, Insignia is 30. Welcome to the show, Critical Chris. Up, Chris. No, no, Kiesa is 23 years old, bro. 23, yeah? Kiesa is young. Oh, he doesn't look 23. Yeah, he looks, he looks them all. Like. <laughs> Messi says, after the goal, England set back, which was not the move, honestly, should have kept the pressure. I agree yeah. with you, man. Yeah. I thought yeah. England should have done more than what they have. Yeah. They should have done more after the second minute. I, I think the second goal would have killed off the game at any at any point before yeah, the equaliser. Yeah. I think Nick just said something that's really cool. And I think me and Chris, when we were on, when we were on stream, right, we are talking about this a lot. Mason Mount should not have played for so long. He yeah. he was very effective mm. as a because I think he was supposed to be the guy that was playing a little bit more up front, right? Uh, yep. Declan Rice and Callum Phillips did more of the dirty work, but then him as a cam was really bad, man. Like, um, yeah, he, no, there was no, there was no inspiration. There was no, uh, there was no creativity. Uh, they could, they should have taken him out way, way earlier. That, that, that was a big, big issue. Uh. So my, I have two questions, right? That I'm gonna ask. That I'm gonna ask you guys. So first question is, was the Substitution of Rashford and Sancho justified at the time, or would it would it have been better had they came on first half of uh, 
or sec, beginning of second half sec, extra time. Yes, what do you think? I think for me, like the substitution should have come a lot earlier, man. I don't know why South and Southgate has been doing this all tournament, right? Where he's always putting on subs really, really late into the game. Um, he sh- that you have six subs, man, more than any other tournament. Use it, man. And you have a deep squad. You got a lot of you got a lot of Correct. talent on the mm-hmm. bench. You got a, you know, uh, like some people say, you know, some some players are meant to be the starters, and some players are meant to be the finishers. And he had a lot of good finishers. Grealish was a good finisher. You know, has shown to be a good finisher. I think someone like Hendo. And those played pretty well also whenever he's actually come on. So I think, and I I, I don't see why why they don't want to bring in someone like Rashford, especially when you have two really old, even though wiry and very experienced defenders, but they were old men. You know, like like yeah. I think Rashford would run the run. I mean, like you just need one long ball and then go behind them, and then they cannot catch up with anybody like Rashford or or Sancho, right? So yeah, especially at your time, they should have gone that. I think Southgate is. It's just, I mean, in lack of a better word, just scared. You know, he's yep. he's someone that's 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 missed the penalty before. He's lost. Yep. He's went. He went all out once. He lost everything. So he doesn't want to lose yep. everything. So he that that tends to show. I think if he want, actually, he's very close. I feel this England team is very close to actually finally winning something. But mm. I, the only thing that he needs to change is to find that balance into when he has to be careful and when he needs to actually just put it just. You know, play around and be a little bit more creative because he has the players for it. So, yeah, man, no. So, if you ask me, I think they should have come a lot earlier. And coming on later, that the worst part is the fact that they are cold. So, they cannot... Uh, I think when you come in, like, playing, what, one minute as a right-back, yeah. what? You're not going to... You are not going to get warmed up enough to take to be in a high-pressure situation to actually, to actually take, take that. So, yeah, but like I said, I, I really hope... I, I think England is still a very young team. I think the oldest players like Kane and and uh, Hendo and maybe Carl Walker. And Carl Walker is looking like freaking he can play till like 45, I think. Because if he's still that fast at 30 plus as a center back, and he's gonna he's gonna just be he's gonna be one of those players that can really play well even to the to the older age. So yeah, let's see, man. Uh excited for this team. I hope I hope they don't get too they, they don't be too hard on the three penalty takers, even though it's their fault. No, it's not their fault. Like. It's a <laughs> fault, like, if I'm honest. Like. Yeah, you know, like. In Southgate's fault, like straight up, I think if there's one person you gotta blame, you gotta blame. So even he said that like, blame him. So I, I would say I would blame him. Uh, yeah. But but like I said, minor, just some minor tweaks here and there. I can still feel it can go very very far. Yeah, and I think Spider Spider Zeke also shared the same sentiments as Yas. Uh, start of extra time when the shot the, when the sub should have been made. I think Mimi, what do you think about the substitution of Jordan Henderson? Who just came on? He did the same thing in the semi-final with Denmark, taking out Grealish when he put Grealish on. Uh, what do you think of that move by Southgate? Um, I wasn't sure. Uh, who did he replace? Ah, huh? I forgot. With Henderson. Yeah. Yeah, he took out Henderson and Walker to bring in yeah. Sancho and uh, Rashford. Rashford. Um, I think it was a shit decision, sadly. <laughs> Uh, and I was actually, uh, if you notice, if you notice, it was like within the last three minutes of the second half of extra time. Am I correct? Yeah, correct. Uh, they were they were lined up at the sideline, and then uh, I think the assistant referee was signaling furiously to the referee yeah. in correct. the pink jersey on the pitch, trying to make these people come in. And I was secretly hoping for Cellini and Bonucci just to pass around, lah, not let these two come in. 
and they tell yeah. them to put a quick throw in so that the ball would be in play really then they cannot make the change. Yeah, yeah, yeah correct. Yeah. Yeah, so that was really experience playing a part. Yeah, but Italian before side. that, I think the moment that uh, signaled the change in the flow of the game from England to Italy was actually when England took out Trippier. Mm, okay. He provided the extra weaver. Uh, I mean, with him around, Kawaka could sit in the middle and nullify anything coming in through the middle, uh, oh. which means KSI and Insignia uh, didn't perform as, as, as well as they can. Yeah, as effective. So when he went out and Saka came in, of course, Saka played further, further up. Uh, it brought Insignia into play. And then after that, you just see Italy going crazy. They had a splendid second half. Um, yeah. That to me was the, 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 the changing point. Right. So, Sam, just wanted to ask you, what do you think this the squad depth is? Was that the difference maker? In, I thought England had a better squad depth than Italy, maybe because of the familiarity with the players. But it seems that the subs that were made uh, worked better for Italy instead of England. But was it due to the subs that that was the difference maker? Uh, I think there's a lot of factors that contributed to Italy's win last night. I think um, one of the factors definitely was um, I feel the the bond that Italy have already have. Like Mancini, Mancini managed Italy longer than Southgate is managing England, right? So I feel that Mancini knows how to get like according to you the substitutions, right? So mm-hmm. Mancini knows how to substitute the correct people. And at the correct timing, like he took out Immobile quite early at the 55th minute or 54th minute, which is con- considered quite eh? like if you yeah. if you Just don't know your players, yeah. yeah, if you don't know your players, you let him play for maybe 60 minutes or 70 minutes, then you will start to change. But Mancini being Mancini, knowing the Italian players very well already, he said, okay, I'm gonna change Immobile, and obviously the 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 decision was the correct one because eventually Italy won. Gareth Southgate, on the other hand, I think he's trying to he's trying too hard to please everyone. Like, because we know that this is his first major decision, uh, major tournament. And um, it's a, uh, I wouldn't say it's luck that he's got them into the final, but it's it's his, I would say some some shrewd decisions and some questionable ones. So at the final, he feels like, okay, I, want, I need to make some big decisions so that if England wins is gonna be is gonna be my um my master stroke uh, in a yeah. sense. Like in a way, maybe like when Holland won the World Cup, uh when uh team crew was substituted into the match at the very later at the right before penalties were out. So that was the that was the decision that made that Holland team so good, right? Or yeah. the manager so good at that time. Yeah. So Gareth Southgate was trying to do that. I feel that's why I feel. So like okay. based on your based on your um, question just now, I feel is this that Mancini knows his players um, longer. So maybe if Gareth Southgate is still gonna be the manager for the next two or three years, maybe just maybe this England team will get one um, one silverware in their cabinet. Speaking of which, I think uh, Rock put up a nice comment here. Would England be in contention for next year's World Cup, Anas? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I think uh, they have a good chance. Um, it it really depends on whether um, they keep Southgate 
uh, and get a better coach or a worse coach. Uh. You know, it really depends. Uh. If they keep him, uh, then he needs to work on uh, like what Yah say uh, about him being scared, about his uh, changes, about what Hisham say about his changes, his substitutions. Yeah, I think um, the timing is not right. I think uh, having given them only like what one minute, uh, one minute or two, just for them to warm up before the penalty shootout, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, about his decision making. Basically, his decision decision making uh, on the starters. Uh, that one, uh, no doubt, he's been uh, getting it fine, get doing it right. That's why he's getting his clean sheets. That's why he's. Uh, He's uh, winning. We, we, the, the main thing is that he's a defender. So where he was a defender, so the defense will be strong. It's about him uh, making the decision about the attacking part, uh, about being more creative. You know, maybe he needs a, a better assistant who is more creative in that sense about the attacking uh, attacking side. You know, uh, maybe get another English, uh, an ex-English player who uh, can give him a bit more... Um, ideas about being creative and such uh, that would be better for the next world cup then uh, we can see england going far in world cup inshallah i, I really hope <laughs> i really hope they don't sack saugeta i think yeah. Yeah, we've, we've seen this so like there is no england even bobby robson didn't even bring england this far and bobby robson yeah. had a better team so I, i hope i hope england don't go do stupid things again sack saugeta again yeah. keep saugeta you know saugeta yeah. But it's just like say minor changes, man. Minor changes. Mm, mm. Yeah. Um. You know. You know. Um. I. I. I like one thing that people not saying haven't said is the fact that you know who they've put how who Italy have put in the in the back room, right? So it's not just yeah. Mancini. He has Viali. Yes. Yes. Daniel De Rossi. These correct. are all uh, players uh, who are very very well respected. You mm. know. Uh, by players. You know. These are players kind of player. You know. Dirosi, right. one player, one team player for all his life. Viali was one of the best strikers in his heyday, and then Mancini. Yeah. Was, you know, he had a lot of good players. So I think mm. you need, especially for a younger team like like that, right? You need to have, you need to have players kind of uh, uh manage, managers. Players who have been a player, yeah. Yeah. All so right. managers uh, who have been a player. So like I mean, I would I, I would love for them to bring someone like Alan Shearer. You know, Alan Shearer has always been known to be a good Ooh. you know man manager. Mm. You know, he mm-hmm. might not be a good manager, but he he someone that a lot of people have that players have a lot of respect for stuff like that. Man, I think work on that. Then at least you know, uh, then then these are the people that can help them be calm under pressure. You know, mm. so that Southgate always doesn't have to do all these like weird tactics. You know, because he's so afraid that his team doesn't doesn't follow whatever he tells them and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So yeah. Mm-hmm. If I could uh, add on to uh, what Anas was saying just now, that uh, they just need the minor minor tweaks or, or an additional few coaches that can actually inspire the team. I think you could take a leaf out of the Italian playbook. If you guys notice every single game that Italy plays, there's this one guy with black rims, a nice moustache, standing beside Mancini always. With his right. playbook, he's like he's basically like you know those uh, NFA National Football League games kind of coach, <laughs> and he actually provides the the impetus or the ideas to Mancini on who to sub out. What are we going to play after this? He's that type of person. So mm. with regards to that, yeah, I agree with Yas that you need uh, uh, an inspiring coach uh, to push the players to perform better, but you also need some brains uh, behind behind the team. The, yeah. The, the coaching team. Yeah, anyway, that guy is Alberico. Alberico Ivani. I also just uh, read out about him. 
Nice. Yeah, so Spidey Zeke says, uh, Weza, to be Southgate's sidekick <laughs> in the next World Cup. <laughs> that'd we be do fun. need to be one. Even yeah. Gaza, bring Gaza back. Uh, that'd be fun. Oh awesome. my God. Then Foden and Gaza can take a photo together. <laughs> but Sham, uh, Evil Sword uh, says, Mancini could not have known his place longer than Southgate because Mancini was only appointed two years after uh, Southgate, brother. Alamak, dah kena spot mistake. Ah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, man. Mimi. Yeah, that's it. Go uh, on, okay, say Mimi. Mustache guy, the chef. It's okay lah. As long as they are cooking titles, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, that's it. Boleh. Yeah, so I think enough about England already. Let's talk about Italy's masters, uh, masterful mm. tournament, right? I think they've had a beautiful tournament this season uh, with the likes of Immobile, Insignia, Chiesa being household names. Uh, suddenly, we have more in-depth knowledge of these players. We're finding out where they're playing. Uh, we're finding out what their stats are. I think Euros uh, and also playing Euros Fantasy is also helping us check out where, are the, where these players are coming from and how much are they going to be worth after the tournament because they've won already, right? <laughs> So, um, let's start with Anas. Anas, Italy, in a nutshell, yeah. what do you think? Oh, I think they started really well. I don't know what happened to Immobile. He became immobile, yeah, <laughs> after uh, after a few a few games. Yeah, but I think uh, they started really well. Like, like I say in the start, before we, uh, before even this Euro started, uh, the important part about them is that they got a good coach. They got Mancini in for them. So if you compare him to a lot of other coaches out there, some of the coaches out there are players. You know, uh, they are not. Um, Mancino, Mancini was also a player, but he is also well known as a manager, as a coach before this as well. So he knows his stuff uh, better than some others as well. So uh, I think that was the important thing about Italy. Yeah, uh, and also the players. Like like what uh, Agba say before this, I didn't know a whole lot about their players. So when when uh, when Yas was sharing about oh this guy is very good, wow this guy is awesome, wow you all must see his crosses, you all must see how he play his his ideas and stuff, Parati and all that. I don't even know who's that guy, but after seeing him <laughs> play, I was like I was looking at the first few games. I was like wow this is crazy. Italy is crazy man. So yeah, uh, no doubt they they are one of the most exciting team uh, in the tournament yeah to me uh, for these euros definitely i think the whole the whole euro was a really entertaining one uh. if you look at all the dramas all all the uh, the surprises that we have uh, switzerland over france and stuff like that you know um, there's a whole lot of uh, the whole euros was a good tournament uh. Thank you, Anas. So, uh, Isham, next, your next question is for you, man. What do you think of Italy? How how, how do you think that they progressed through the tournament and how was the squad shape going into these Euros? They were they were really, at best, a dark horse and not even considered a favourite. I think one of us even put them as the team to... Best loser, best loser. Best loser. Mimi, right. Was it Mimi? Mimi, yeah. yeah Mimi, Mimi, Mimi. Of all people. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I put them That's as surprise. I have in them. That's how much faith I have in them. Yes. <laughs> okay, I think I think personally, confidence plays a very important part in any any tournament, any match, any game. 
So prior to the tournament, I think Italy had a run, had a streak of, um, I think, what, 20-odd matches unbeaten, right? So they had, although on paper, they might not have the strongest of squad, uh, the deepest of squad, but they do have that mental um, strength or mental uh, yeah, mental strength, com- mental perseverance, like mental advantage compared to the rest. Like the rest, they are still like, okay, on paper, we are good, but we don't have the stats to show that. But Italy, quietly, they know that, okay, we are going into this tournament, 20 games unbeaten run, going into the group, uh, consider, considerably considerably okay group to play in. So, um, yeah, I just feel that the whole performance throughout the Euros for Italy has been the reason why they have, uh, sorry, is the example of, all the hard work that they put in prior to the Euros. Like they worked okay. so hard prior to get all the matches, uh, to win all the matches or to find the best tactics or to find the best few tactics in uh, to, to be kept in Mancini's books. Then when the Euros starts, if plan A doesn't work, they have plan B, C, D. And going yeah. back to the point just now, right, about uh, Gareth Southgate and Mancini, okay, um, I was wrong. Uh, Mancini's uh, started two years after Southgate, right? But yep. I think Mancini has something that Southgate doesn't, which is experience in um, a few leagues. Like he had, he was managing uh, clubs in Italy, in England for a while. Yep. Um, Southgate, I think he manages um, prior to England. Just a eh, prior to the English, the England team was just in um, English Premier League, I think. No, he, and didn't. Was, he was just yep. he. No. The England team was his first ever management job. He was an assistant manager before. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. So yep. yeah, there, there you go. Like the experience of Mancini outweighs the uh, experience of Southgate. So maybe that that's how that's why uh, it's down to this. Uh. Yep. So yeah, Mimi. Evil Sword says finally the world finds out how good Spinazzola is. Would you single him out as a as the player, one of the players of the tournament? Had not had he not been injured. If he won, if he wasn't injured, I would pretty much uh, rate him as a uh, player of the tournament. Uh, great, great impact to Italy, and uh, he was missed lah. The last few games that that yeah, Italy was playing, and he wasn't. Uh, they missed his uh, marauding runs along the left hand channel. So yeah, but uh, if you were talking about how I want to look at Italy going forward, I think that they should extend the thirty four zero run. Uh, however, the, the main aspect that they will need to improve uh, in a sense is actually their centre-backs. I think they are going to retire soon. Uh, I'm very excited uh, for the new prospects coming up from the Syria. And uh, up front, uh, up front, Belotti and uh, Immobile just, please, uh, don't play. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's get the new strikers. Let's get the new strikers to play. I'm actually excited about uh, Daniel Maldini lah, uh, Maldini son, who's playing for AC. Nice. So yeah, so we see how okay. it goes lah for them. Okay, yes, I think we touch on the centre back part. Where do where do Italy grow from here, in terms of centre back pairings? Because I think you Bonucci and Cellini has been a match made in heaven. I I, I can I can say for myself, uh, I I've been yep. very awed by the way that they've carried Italy through. Where do they go from yeah, here? I think because the World Cup is just one year from now, which is also quite unique. Uh. 
You know, it hasn't mm. been a point of time where the World Cup is just 18 months away. Right? It's going to happen from somewhere in November uh, in Qatar. So, so the chances of at least one of them being there should should be okay. I think Bonici will probably still stay. Chirini, maybe, maybe not. They have some younger players like Asabi and uh, Romanoli from Milan. Uh, good, good Italian defenders also. Uh, but I think... Yeah, but uh, and I totally agree. I think but uh, Bastoni, that's another one. Yeah, Bastoni is yeah. also really good that one. Um, and I think, but but the thing, and I I I just uh, Buzz, uh, who's also a FIFA pro, actually said this says this pretty well. There is really not going to be a better centre back pairing. I mean, you must understand Bonici and Chileni has played together literally for about 15, 16 years. <laughs> yes, correct. That that kind of it's almost telepathic, uh, you know how they. And the thing is, it's it's just it's, it's the way Maldini, Paolo Maldini used to play. Paolo Maldini, when he was older, never had the speed anymore, but he was just able to read everything that comes by. He knows when to foul. He knows when not to foul. He knows how to, you know, he knows how to kind of bring the play up and stuff like that. So I think, I would, I would think that Mancini will keep some of this, uh, some of these elements, uh, you know, either keeping one of those centre-back pairings and stuff like that. Number two, I find that I think what people are really kind of, you know, uh, overlooking is the fact that this is the first Italian team that can actually really attack. You know, this is yeah. the most attacking Correct. Italian team I've ever seen, and I've watched Correct. a lot of Italian teams in my time. They've always known to be extremely sound defensively, mm-hmm. but when it comes to attack, they had good attacking players like Del Piero, Zola, all those kind of players. Exactly. Like, they were not known, you know, for marauding attacks, you no know, using left, using uh, wing backs and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I, I, I want to see. I, I feel, you know, uh, they need to keep that, you know, um, and they have a lot of players for that. I think there are some players that, like you know, Spinozola will come back, Chiesa will come back, Insigne still has definitely work will come back. Mm. There's still a lot yeah. of players, you know, in Italy that can actually play that role. And I think one thing about Italy is, but not also about the stars, it's about how they play as a team. So they, yeah. you know, they they have a system that works, and they they kind of they kind of uh, they kind of execute it to the best uh, capability. So if you think about it, it's it's no surprise. Uh, you you don't get to 34. You know, 34 wins. You know, without you know having having a system that truly works and pe- players believing in that system. So right. I think Italy definitely will be a favorite. I think England will also be a favorite. Definitely. Um, I I always feel I think a big chunk of it will be who goes into a group of death. I want to really yeah. see how the how the draw comes out. You know, who knows Italy and England together in one team? Oh my, my god, Mulumba said that. Yeah, that'd be quite hilarious. You know? I do. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and and then just just I, I know you're talking about Italy, but I think guys, um, let's not let's not stick on France. Also, France imploded. You know, yeah. I don't think they were. I do. I I'm pretty sure they will not implode again. And France will be definitely there and still a very difficult. So I'm really excited for for the upcoming World Cup. It's so close, you know. It's so nice. 18 months is not not very long. And before we know it, we'll be. I think the the, the five hours will be, be talking about it, you know, very very soon. So let's see, let's see how it goes. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to that striking option yeah. that Moi was looking yes, for. Yes. Moi Skin. Moi Skin. I think now is that Everton legend. Everton legend. Everton legend. Everton legend. Yeah. On loan to PSG. <laughs> and with that, we will conclude the uh, first part of the show um, for the finals. Uh, we'll move on to the next segment. Uh, I think Yas hit it right on the nail with talking about France and stuff. So let's cover Euros review. All right. So um, what we're going to cover in this Euros review is actually uh, teams that have uh, best teams, worst teams, and surprise teams of the tournament. 
uh, I think let's start with uh, Anas. What do you think uh, is one of the worst teams that perform? Hey, come on, Turkey. <laughs> your duck, your Turkey. duck horse, Turkey. your duck yes. horse turned to duck turkey. <laughs> Turkey. Yeah, man. That one definitely the worst. I don't know what happened to them. Uh, I really, I I really had, you know, some hopes for them to move. Uh, beyond what, the group stage. You, you literally told them that they will be the surprise team. Don't say some hopes. You had all your hopes on them. Liar. Some hopes. The night before you lose. The night before you lose, I remember Anna saying, watch out for Italy. Uh, watch out for Turkey. Watch out Italy. Yeah, roll the Turkey's tape. Roll the tape, guys. We got recorded. Some okay. hopes. <laughs> some hopes. Yeah. Worst team, Turkey. I think everybody will agree. I think everybody here will agree. My one, yeah. Turkey. Alright. Um... Yes, worst team. Worst team is Turkey, but I think the most disappointing <laughs> team for me is actually Holland. Uh, uh, Netherlands uh, is the my most disappointing team. I think I'm, I'm I'm so sick and tired. I'm a I'm a Holland fan. I'm a Netherlands fan. Uh, as you can see behind me, there's a Burkham uh, poster there. Uh, I always love them, but I don't understand why they always like go crazy in the group stages and then round of sixteen they just get murked. Or they just get destroyed by someone. Um, it's sad, ah, uh, because I thought I thought even though they didn't have VVD, they had a very nice young team, good core. Uh, Depay played well. Uh, you had you had uh you had Dumfries, absolutely insane left back. Mm. You know, Vinaldum was playing out of his mind. Uh, sad, uh, that they can't they can't get through to the to the next round. So, yeah, for me for me, I I think yeah, Holland, um, Holland was uh, uh, France is also a good shout out, by the way. We, we're talking yeah. about Holland, then we got to talk about France also in Portugal. But yeah, let's. Uh, but uh, but mine, mine is mine is Holland. I'll, I'll put it as Holland. Yeah. I think uh, Mimi, why don't you go next for uh, disappointing teams or worst team for you? Uh, worst. There's no worst teams lah. Disappointing. I I think a better word for it. So I agree with Yas. Uh, disappointing would would be Netherlands. In a sense, uh, Portugal, in a sense, uh, France, in a sense, Belgium, in a sense, because all these teams are those teams that you would kind of predict to be in the final four, but they are not there. And then you have teams like England, Italy, uh, Denmark, and Spain. Am I correct? Yep. Yeah. So it's quite a a surprise lah, a sweet surprise or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I, I'm sure it hurts more for people who are supporting these teams that are disappointing them. And um, like, like like we said, I think the last podcast, uh, form goes out the window. Yeah, uh, in these Euros, yep. I I think everyone is playing above their, themselves, and a certain type of complacency is setting in for the bigger teams that uh that shows through and actually uh, is affecting their their weekly gameplay. So, yeah, that's I, about it. For me. I, I have an interesting thing. I think the way this Euros was kind of built actually affected some teams. So, for example, like France, for example, right? they they were saying that, you know, because of, you know, the, the accommodations they were in, how how their games were kind of matched up when because of the travelling situation and all, they all didn't right. have a place where they all were just... You know, together, there, you know, yeah. uh, and, and and building it. So, some players, some teams had had it a lot easier. And England is definitely one of them. They played quite right. a few matches at Wembley. 
you know, and then I think Denmark, I, was it that? No, I think Hungary was another one also. Correct. That he had a best. couple of matches. So I, I don't know. I, I find that, you know, that could also play a part because of how, like, you know, they would say that uh, England actually had some sort of home advantage uh, compared to the rest. And they were also didn't have to travel as much as the rest of the teams. So I think that could be also one thing. Um, Evil Sword actually has a good comment about... Yeah, uh, I was yeah. about to highlight it after you finish your point. Yeah, so yeah. controversial. Uh, nothing disappointed about Netherlands' progress because one look at the 23-man squad instantly know that the lack of depth was to last the distance. I think we highlighted this during uh, when we first uh, were picking our Euro teams, right? So Netherlands, yeah. the only concern we had was um, they were really short in terms of talent and also the players that they had were really inexperienced going into this tournament but after the group stage i think that whole ideal change yes, that, that whole ideology exactly. changed because of the way they were killing things off and the way they were attacking was at a crazy pace i thought they were even they were attacking at even more crazy pace than uh, italy for per se yeah. because uh pressing and also counter-attacking press is not something that you associate with italy at all but yeah. In this tournament against, I think Belgium and uh, against a few other teams, they really, really showed that they can hang. They can even change the way they play. Uh, I think Mancini has already changed the dimension or put push them into another notch whereby yeah. they start to attack very well. Yeah, I think these Euros really showed the the advancement of I think I think football tactics in general. You know, uh, a lot of teams were playing five at the back, three at the back. You know, their metas are different. I, I can't even remember a team that played four at the back for this tournament. Everyone, yeah. a lot of the, the key teams actually Most of three, France five, yeah. Played, I think France actually played four. four. But a lot of them actually played three or five. You know, so which means that, you know, uh, that is actually the way to win now. You know, high pressing, your your your, your wing backs actually attack and defense as much. It's like FIFA, you know, it's like stupid FIFA meta. It's the same thing that's happening <laughs> actually in the real world. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, I think I think it's also interesting to see that, you know, that there's a lot of different ways of, and you see teams that are are, are not playing unique unique ways, uh, like you know, and, and that's why like some a team like Denmark, for example, right? They were able to kind of get far because of the way they were pressing. Their press right. was actually quite unique compared to the rest of the teams. I find, uh, yeah. So interesting, interesting to see all these new things. Uh. Nice, Isham, disappointing team. <laughs> Germany, yeah, uh, Germany for me. What? I think Germany yeah. played a lot better than they should, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh like I just I just feel that the going out against England in that manner, I feel that um to me it was disappointing. Uh. I yeah, felt that flat, uh. yeah. at least in that match, I think they could have done a lot better. And of course that miss by Muller. Um when it was at 1-0, it could change the whole thing. Um mm. so yeah, to me, um yeah, Germany. All right. I'll go with France. Um I'll follow Buzz Buzz saying yeah. that France extremely underwhelming. And then uh, Pogba made more, <laughs> more celebrations. <laughs> Can we talk about the Switzerland game? I think we never really talked sure. about that game. I, no, I find that game, right, was just unbelievable. Like, yeah. like literally France had it in the bag. Uh, and I feel yeah, that I know night was unbelievable. Yeah, they, you had all the weird, weird celebrations and all <laughs> shit. They, they really thought that they, they, it, it was done. It, 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 it was done. Uh. And then after that, the Swiss just literally... Insane, man. Insane. Uh... I think I think yeah that that, that whole night uh, because of France yeah. Switzerland and what's the other match uh, uh, Spain, Spain and, and Croatia uh, two uh, three Croatia. two three three games three in all, one night yeah I ended up not penalty, sleep, yeah. I ended up not sleeping yeah. my heart rate was super high because of the yeah, highs yeah, yeah. of the games yeah. and then to top it off my captain Kylian Mbappe missed the penalty so what a <laughs> night right 
All right, surprise teams. I think we have a few candidates here. I think, but one of them is uh, surprisingly it's Hungary. Definitely, yeah. I think we should all agree with this one. Hungary playing the group of death. Uh, unlucky to lose a few games. All actually they lost all the games. Uh, they drew right the last game with Germany. Yep. Yeah, unlucky to lose against Portugal. Uh, but I think Hungary was really one of those teams. If they were playing in another group, they would be one of the round of sixteen teams, and maybe could push their way through. What do you think? I, I think Hungary. I think Hungary could have actually gone further than France and Portugal, if I'm being honest. And Germany, <laughs> like I think they would have. They they were good enough to go to a quarterfinal match. Huh? Yeah, let's straight up. Yeah, honestly, yeah, like for me, for me, that's insane. Huh? like like Hungary um, definitely played above their weight. They were very unlucky in some matches, uh, but I think uh, they, unlike the rest of the teams, they actually played like a team. You know, they, <laughs> uh, no superstars. You know, just playing. You know, very very right. good. You know, team sport. Yeah. Yeah. I think if they had the goalkeeper who wear the sweatpants, would have gone further. <laughs> <laughs> Anas, uh, surprise team of the tournament. Me, uh, I think Spain surprised me going through the to the semi-finals. I think, uh, like like we are talking about squad, 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 eh, squad <laughs> depth. <laughs> when we are talking about squad depth, we we look at theirs and we we know that there's um not much squad depth in them yeah mm. so uh, i think it was spain uh, i think denmark as well so yeah the they, they did really well both teams did really well i think spain uh got there because um like what mimi say some of the teams like belgium like france like um netherlands all these um they are better than spain if you look at the team if you look at the team sheet and everything um but yeah i think they were lucky to be there yeah. i was hoping that they will go through all the way to the finals and then england will beat them but no <laughs> no uh italy <laughs> didn't didn't budge you know right. so uh yeah uh yeah it was spain maybe we'll go to mimi for this one mimi spain gerard moreno <laughs> <laughs> gerard moreno and alvaro morata mimi's two favorite strikers in the whole of euros wow i can bet with you yeah. 10 shots, 10 all at the goalkeeper hand. Uh, I think one of the disappointment pairs of uh, of yeah, this right tournament for Spain. And uh, Spain itself, I think I, I did put them as surprise of the season. Uh, yeah. they, they didn't live up to it. Lah. Uh, we, we basically know why. Uh, again, we look at the squad depth, uh, who they were bringing to the Euros. Uh, didn't quite translate to uh, we want to win the Euros, uh, basically. Mm. And if you are talking about really, to me, who's the surprise team of uh, this tournament? Uh, none other than Denmark. Uh. Denmark, I think, yeah. deserve more. Denmark really mm-hmm. deserve more. Uh, granted, uh, most of us not write them off, but we were basically shocked at what happened in the first game week to yeah. Mr. Christian Eriksen. But they actually played beyond themselves and... Uh, Reach a point where, Ericsson, huh? yeah, the reach a point where 10. I think we we didn't we didn't expect them to go until uh, that level. Yeah. So uh, I think a good future for Denmark, uh, especially with Doberg, Damsgaard, Melier in uh, left back. Uh, yes. I'm excited to see them in the World Cup actually. Nice. Yes. So another team that was touted to be a surprise is Switzerland. Yeah, yeah and then. When you speak about Switzerland, I think you cannot talk about this. I cannot not talk about this guy, Jens Sommer. 
AKA Milan Baros. <laughs> Yan <laughs> Sommer hard carry the Swiss team. Hard carry, yes. Yeah, correct. Hard carry, man. Hard carry. In Dota terms, in the one carry. But I don't understand what is carry <laughs> now. I hopefully can understand <laughs> it. <laughs> but yes. Hard carry means it literally put the whole freaking team on his back. Uh, you know, like, like he was literally, like, he saved, literally saved the couple of the, the team a couple of times. I think the, the France match was one, you know, Spain, Spain match also. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We did the watch along, Mimi, Hisham, and yeah. myself. I yeah. think we, we really liked the way Sommer played, yeah. even though it was uh, comical at times, both goalkeepers. Unai, another yeah. goalkeeper who is comical. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, I man. Sham, what do you think? What was your surprise team of the season? Um, for me, it's uh, Czech Republic. Like, yes, uh, Denmark played very well after uh, the 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 horror, horrific start with um, uh, Ericsson. Then um, Spain did well. Um, but I would say Spain's group was okay. Um, then the 5-0 against uh, Slovakia, was it? Um, it yeah. was the, the only good match for them. Then after that, they just, um, yeah, they didn't have any other plans. Like, if you talk about Czech Republic, right now, I don't even, right now, I know my, I know the players at least, like, I know some players from there. Like, prior to that, I don't know anybody. I only know maybe Suchek, who's um, playing well in the EPL or so. But like, other than, so Kufal, Kufal. Kufal. Huh? For Czech West, Kufal. For Czech Kufal. Correct. Yeah, yeah, correct. Defender also. Ah, okay. Kufal. So yeah, then other than that, it's to check. But that's it. Eh? But right now, like, um, you have the Sik. Is it? Sik. How do you pronounce Sik, it? Sik. Sik, right? Sik. Ah. Mm. You have Sik, you have Holes, you have Barak, who's playing, who played very well in the tournament. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think one of the surprises for me was um, Czech Republic, and mm. let's not forget that they won two 0 against um, Netherlands. Of course, mm. it's after delete, eh, delete right, getting the red card. Uh, correct, but correct. They still won two 0 against, uh, I would say, a very a relatively strong Netherlands team. So yeah, so the surprise for me was Czech Republic. Nice. Mm. All right. So best team. Uh, I think no need description. Just say it out loud. Let's all together. One, two, three. Italy. Italy. <laughs> Italy. Uh, yeah, I think Italy has got to be the best team for this tournament. Uh, Anna's not close... agree. Anna's not agree. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. I'm getting to that point. A close second would be actually England. Yes, I agree. To a certain extent, Isham pronounced Kufal properly, by the way. Uh, according to Mr. Evil Swat. Thank you. Oh, really? Say, say it again, Shop. Same one. Kufal. 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 All right. So, um, I Sufal think England is a very. Is it Sufal? Kufal. 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 All right, so uh, I think England is a very close second. Um, <clears throat> as I watch the replays again and again of the penalty kicks, like, I get more uh, sad for England because I thought yeah. this was the game that would they would really do it. Mm. As the game grew longer, we go into penalties and then uh, Bellotti missing the first penalty, right? 
Then I was like, oh no, is it going to happen? <laughs> Literally, I was sitting in front of my computer and I was like, no, no, please, no, please. Yeah, so prayers answered. But um, I thought England was no slouch. Huh? They beat Denmark, they beat Germany, they beat Ukraine. Uh, they, they basically drew themselves through the group and won a good game against Croatia. Uh, other than the fact that they were playing at Wembley most of the time, I think this England team, uh, I dare say bet- it was better than Gerard's uh, England team in terms of performance. Yeah. Because that team imploded because of the Manchester Uniteds and the Liverpools and you know, Chelsea's and whatnot. I think this team didn't have that. I think this team really, really, Southgate managed his picks for this tournament very well. Uh, to be one of the best teams, I think uh, his for some time, decision, uh. yeah, his decision not to pick um, Jesse Lingard, decision not to pick Jamie Vardy, decision not to pick. Uh, I think he wasn't. He was going to pick uh, Arnold, but I don't know where Arnold was going to play in that team. If mm-hmm. if you're if you're really being honest, I think it could have been Declan Rice giving way instead of Arnold. I think, I think it will be Rice and Phillips. Yeah, Arnold and Phillips hmm. in the middle. I, then, I think maybe Trent replaces Trippier because I think it's too strong. Declan Rice right. and Kelvin Phillips in the middle is too strong. Surprisingly, they are from West Ham and Leeds. None of the top top teams, you know. Yeah. All right. Hmm. So, um, kudos to England. Uh, but Italy, yes, unanimously will be the best team for this tournament. Obviously, because they won. Yeah. Uh, um, so, we're moving on to the last topic, which is uh, Mimi's favorite topic. Huh? <laughs> Mimi's favorite topic. Eh? Nah. Uh, uh, anything uh, about fantasy? Uh, we can call it Yasir's not favorite topic. That's why, <laughs> that's why he left. <laughs> well, Yasir had to leave because he has some. Uh, he said he has an emergency. We hope everything's okay over there. Well, um, I think I. I think I know why England didn't win. Uh, actually, why? Bro? Why? Like I think because everyone in that England Agreed. team or those. <laughs> no, like those, right. Yeah. The, the, ones who hair. Missed, the, one, the ones who missed the penalty didn't want Gaza's uh, Foden's hair. Just imagine <laughs> Sancho, Bokayo, Saka. Saka, bro. <laughs> imagine Sancho, Saka and uh, Rashford having that hair colour in the first place. Everybody yeah. would like Cisco. Or Maguire even. <laughs> <laughs> okay lah. Alright. So, oops. Oh, oh. Sorry. Press the wrong one. Okay. So, we are here at Euros Fantasy. Uh, we really, really thank uh, everybody that participated in the uh, Euros Fantasy League. I thought uh, it was overwhelming and also at the same time, uh, at the same time touching that we had 50 teams. I'm not joking, guys. I can show Five, you. Zero. 50 teams. Huh? 45. 50. La, 45. 45 minus us. La, but to have 45 yep. strangers... Yep. Uh, to, to support us in this tournament, to play, just to play fantasy. Really, really kudos to you guys and also kudos to Isham. Second tournament, full oh. tournament he played, FPL. Oh. Oh, Bye, okay. Isham. <laughs> give, give a like, give a thumbs up, give a like. <laughs> <laughs> Smash the like button. <laughs> Alright. Uh, I think uh, the winner came in on the last day, right? 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mister Footy Town FC. Uh, he came in. He finished first. Uh, he was originally, I think, in uh, third place. He the never touched first, lah. Basically. Yep. So the guy who was leading the whole tournament, Mister Holy Grail United. Really, really sad for you, bro. You were you were doing so well, and then I think I he led in about five five match days. Yeah, I think wow. until semis. Mm. That's where that's where he got him. Uh, very well done to also Mr. our friend from India, Team Nepal, Mr. Samir. I don't know whether you're watching right now, but we really really appreciate your participation and also your constant uh, replies to our Facebook DMs. Whenever yeah, we DM you or whenever you DM us, we are really happy to oblige and also uh, connect with you. Uh, coming in fifth, our very own. At least one of us made it there, lah. Mimi Donnarumma, represent, uh, representing football bodies. Uh, but due to the fact that he's an organizer, so he's uh, he's he's prizes his void. Yeah, so he'll <laughs> drop. And also, Mr. Samir from Nepal. I'm sorry, but um, the prizes are only for SG-based teams. Uh, but we thank you and we also acknowledge that you're a second place winner in our tournament. Um, so the two places will go to Forza Azuris, uh, Mr. Juan Cornelius, and uh, Team Achadip. <laughs> Mizi underscore 88. Where we did a uh, manhunt today. We found him on Facebook. <laughs> so, yeah, so as as much as you guys are learning about us, we're learning about you guys as well. The next tournament that we're going to make definitely is F- FPL, which is a which is a whole season tournament. We're going to do a form where you guys need to fill up everything. Then we have all the infos in our Google Drive so that we can just pick out your your team and then after that we can just contact you easily instead of doing a nationwide search. Uh, who is this guy? Who's friend? Can you help us? <laughs> I think that was what our war cry was today to find out who Mr. Mizi is. Uh, but congrats to all the teams. Uh, I finished number 17. Pandiamat. Right. I think I did okay. Uh, I wanted to finish top 10 but difficult to finish top 10. Uh, Mr. Sana International finished number 30. <laughs> After a magnificent FPL season. Uh, I think this Euros just got him a bit because of the short-term play. Uh, like Mimi, uh, like Swami said, I think this Euros, it's always been um, the guy who takes the first three to four match days or the group stages, if they do very well, they should run away with it. And I think that that's been pretty evident who, were the, who was going to be in top five or top ten or top three in this tournament when we started it out. Uh, no slouch also. In his second ever FPL tournament, uh, <laughs> Isham finished number 38 with team What Is Sleeps. What Is Sleeps. Yes, that's the definition of this Euros, uh, What Is Sleeps. That's right. And uh, our main man, Mr. Yas, finishing two points behind. <laughs> he was trying to... <laughs> his his real intention was just to beat Isham because he knew he can only beat Isham. But uh, <laughs> eventually he faltered, uh, unfortunately. But also very well done to everybody else, uh, whoever joined the whoever joined the tournament. Uh, we we thank you so much, so 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 much. Um, I think I'll speak a bit about the FPL season that's coming. Um, there, there's going to be a lot of lot of prizes, uh, similar to this. But uh, we, we, we can win or not? We can win or not? We can win or not? I think we should lah. Uh. 
We play also play, what? We think, what? <laughs> yeah, but um, we would really urge you guys to join. Uh, we will release the uh, FPL league code and also the FPL uh, entrance form uh, one week before the window closes for selection. Uh, we will decide on a date and then we'll just follow our IG, the Football Buddies, T H E F O O T B A L L B U D D I E S, on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. We've got it all. All our platforms. You get to watch all your episodes. Uh, you get to watch your comments fly out on the screen. Uh, keep tuning in. We really thank you so much. Uh, I think now we're going to go into the prizes, uh, which uh, I will throw. We, we talk about what uh, uh, our thoughts are on this, okay. on this uh, That's Euro a tournament. Uh, Anas, I'll start with Anas. Anas, what do you think about this Euro Fantasy League and how uh, different it is from what we were playing in the EPL? Wow. Um, I really think it's um, really different. Um, like for me, in FPL, um, the first few, okay, when, when I play FPL, the first few games are really for me to monitor the players for the season. Like who's going to give me the, the best points. But this one, I don't even have that time to really see who's going to give me that point, you know. Usually I will take about, you know, about three to five games, which are, which I will just uh, just put, just put, who I think will, that one just put, and then after that, I will stabilize. But this one, no. This one, no. If you wait for... If we wait for five games, you will lose, definitely lose it. Uh, so this one, you have to see from the first game. The first game, it's it's basically the first gamble you put you put in. Uh. The first gamble you put in in the first match day. Uh. If you win it, you win it. Uh. Uh, so that, that's why uh, if you start off well, because in total, there are only how many game weeks? There, there's only how many match days? There's only three group stage matches. And then yep. there's only a round of 16, uh, quarterfinal, semifinal, and the final. There's only seven games. There's only seven match days. So in that in that seven, uh, how much, you know, can we do the changes? It's really, if you start well, you win it. Uh, if you yep. start well, yep. you'll be on the top few. That's all. Yeah. The, uh, FPL is really different uh, ball game. Okay. Yeah. Isham, uh, when you were playing this FPL, I think it's... it's uh, you put a lot into it, uh, especially since you have prior experience uh, in the EPL fantasy league and everything. Um, what are your thoughts on the substitution tactics for this particular uh, Euro tournament? No, I think okay, did, this did is. It, did it help you? Did it help you, or did it actually hinder you? I think this is like, like what Akbar said just now. This is my second season in charge of a team. Like the first one was last season's EPL and then changing from that to this, then um, uh, trying to adapt to the new rules, like the new substitution rules. It took me a while, but I think overall it did help me because you can see like after the first, I think first two matches, did I understand that, okay, so I need to put more or I, I can divide my team in a, in a way that I can put half, uh, half of the team, half of the players playing in the first match and how the players playing in the second match. So if they don't perform, then I can just change. But the the, the trick is, or the 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 problem is, I must be awake uh, to make sure that <laughs> to do that changes. So that's one of the, I wouldn't say the problems, one of the difficulties that I face. Like I know I want to, I, I feel like I want to change the players after the match, but then after the match, I straight away sleep. 
So I couldn't change for before the second match. Then eventually, the the player that I wanted to put in scored higher than the player that I got in my team. Yeah, so but I think it's a, it's a very inter- <laughs> two points, brother. Two points. But I think it's a very um, it's a it's a nice initiative, ah, nice change, so that people like Anas, um, people who are seasoned F uh FPL managers, they have something to uh to do, ah, like instead of just choosing the team, letting it go on its own. But with the substitution rule, they can just change as and when. Would you yeah, think this would work? Yeah. Would you think this would work in the EPL? Uh, as in FPL once we start it? No, no. It might, but it'll be very tiring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the reason why the, the substitutions are allowed to be done is because of the uh, short, short-term plan, right? That like like you were saying, it's just seven match days, and then after that, we have little breathing space. Uh, players get injured, players get COVID. Uh, within these match days, and then you, you you only have two, two lip, uh, limitless, and also uh, what is the other one? wild card to use, right? So uh, FPL being a more uh, longer game span, I think uh, you need to pick the players that you would. That would actually play, and uh, you need to learn. I I think FPL is more of understanding the game in a longer sense. More thirty-eight games. It's not a small. It's not a small number, and it's spread over nine months of football. And uh, nine months of football, as we all understand from last season, which one of the most craziest season in terms of injuries. Uh, anything can happen at any time. So. Uh, no to the substitutions for FPL, but really, really fun to play this uh, this type of Euros. I think we really, really did our research on the teams. We really need to understand. Uh, we went to watch highlights of the players, whether they really can play or not. And then uh, rather than picking the normal Cristianos, your Mbappes, we started to resort to your Lamachenko, your Sheik, your Kufal, or Sufal, or... Uh, I don't know how to say his name, but it's Mahale or something like that in, th- in Denmark. Oh, yeah, Denmark. Yeah. In yeah. Hawaii, it's Mahalo. Mahalo. <laughs> Malay, the name Malay actually. Pronounce Malay. Mahal. <laughs> anyway, anyway, quick question for Agbal. Uh, I mean, this is the last uh, before we move on. Do you think that you were missing the free hits, the triple captain? Uh, yep. You know those kind of very pivotal uh, wild cards that you can that we play in the FPL. Correct. I I, I kind of miss the triple captain more because I think there were t- there were games where you were confident that this player would score, and especially like Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, there were games where I was very confident, and uh, I I was a late bloomer in terms of this tournament because Cristiano played later, and usually I'll be lower in the decks, and then after that, by the time we do we finish our episode, Portugal will play, and then. Cristiano would actually give me the points. Um, that being said, I would have loved for a nice triple captain. Uh. I think that one would have changed the game a lot. Uh. Or somebody would yeah. have just bumped into the lead and then after that stay there. Or you go and, but you burn too fast, you end up being in ashes. Uh. So uh, definitely, I, I'm looking forward to FPL, our FPL, our first ever uh, collaborative FPL season together with all, all the fans. I hope the 50 of you stay. Maybe more of you will come in. 
uh, really, really enjoy this this seven this seven match days that we have done with these Euros. Actually, but to be to be really really honest, me and Mimi spur the moment I just ask him, hey, want to do one for for TFB? And he say unless Mimi and Isham want to play, then we don't play. <laughs> so in the end, we make Mimi and Isham play. <laughs> Which led to another 45 people playing with us also. So that's so sometimes impromptu works the best. True, true yep. enough. And anyway, I just want to extend my congrats again to the five winners for our TFB Euro 2020 Fantasy League. Uh, Foodie Town FC, I've been uh, contacting you guys always for your food cards and everything. Uh, and also uh, the rest of the winners, Sherman. Uh, uh, Irwan Cornelius, uh, Sasi, and also uh, Mitzi. So right now, we're just going to run through uh, the prizes that are going to be given out very soon once we finalize all the details uh, with the sponsors and whatnot. So right now, uh, if you are viewing this podcast, uh, you can actually see uh, the prizes uh, that are involved for the top five. So the first prize is uh, you're going to get a bundle worth uh, over $300, which includes... Western vouchers, uh, Xiaomi earbuds, and also cookies by uh, Crack Crook by Annabelle. Um, ah, awesome lah! Uh, I don't know why I'm not in the top five, even though I'm in the top five. Sadly. <laughs> second price, second price uh, is a bundle worth over two hundred dollars, which includes Western vouchers, uh, a, a match day brew pack actually, a Gudi Gee EduTech fun pack, and a Crack Crook by Annabelle cookies. Uh, third prize, uh, bundle worth uh, over 90, which includes Western Vouchers, G. Eddie Check Fun Pack, Crack Crook by Annabelle Cookies. Uh, fourth prize is above $80, including Adidas Goods, G. Eddie Check Fun Pack, and Crack Crook by Annabelle Cookies. And last but not least, the fifth prize, which is over $40, uh, including Adidas Goods and a Crack Crook by Annabelle Cookies. So, uh, stay tuned. I think from here, you know what you're getting. But you really don't know what you're getting. So, uh, we really hope uh, to contact you guys soon and actually invite you guys for a photo shoot and all that uh, and give out the prizes uh, and future us. Hey, I mean, and future you guys on our uh, Instagram channel. Uh, the Football Buddies, T-H-E-F-O-T-B-A-L-L-B-U-D-D-I-E-S. Yes. yes. I mean, okay, guys, if you look at it, right, even the fifth prize, like the ones watching uh, the viewers, even the fifth prize, it includes uh, includes Adidas goods. Like where else in the world can you find a tournament, right? A FPL tournament, which has $40 worth of prizes in the fifth prize, you know. Fifth. Not third, <laughs> uh, fifth. Okay. And the only reason so, uh, why we have five prizes is because of the overwhelming response. So yeah. right. if you guys get your friends to join in, get yourself to join in. I think you guys can have your own internal uh, banter among each other who's 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 top and who's who's not. Uh, I mean, FPL is really, really fun, guys. Uh, I really hope to share this uh, experience with you guys next season when we start season two. Uh, the prizes are really fun and uh, really, uh, sorry, just to reiterate, it's not a photo shoot, not, no studio, no nothing. Just meet you, take photo. We're going to put Instagram. <laughs> okay, I want to set the expectation. You're coming to the studio. Oh, take photo. No, it's not like that. So it's really, really been fun. Uh, I would like to thank the other four buddies. Mimi, Isham, Anas, Yas, if you're watching. 
thank you so much for this season. 36 season. We never thought, I never thought we made it this far, but we have. 36 episodes. Uh, we should have had more, but we, had, we took some breaks in between. Uh, but due to COVID and everything. Due to COVID and yeah. everything. Heightened yeah. alert. It didn't stop us. We still made we still made this show. What you see today is a culmination of a lot of a lot of going back and forth uh, in terms of ideas and how to do things just for you guys. And uh, I hope to see you guys uh, back on 2nd of August when we come back for the new season. Um, we will talk more during that those days. Other than that, thank you from the bottom of my heart from, uh, from the five of us here at the Football Buddies. Thank you so much. And with that, good night, everybody. We will roll that out. Ciao, Bella. Ciao. Mana mouse aku pergi? Okay. Thank you very much, everybody. Take care.